This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. To learn today, if pushing the right button in the elevator gets you to the right floor, pushing the wrong button gets you to the wrong floor. I didn't. I didn't understand the ups and downs today. No, it was too much to handle. We walked out, and there's a bunch of people in white coats wanting to drill holes in teeth, and then we we're like, "Oh, this isn't the radio station." Not today, devil. <laughs> Not today, devil. Uh, yeah. Did you, like, I, I was cla- I'm, did, I'm clapping. You are. Good morning. Happy Thanks claps. for coming to work today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, oh, they turned the radio station into a dentist. <laughs> no, this is wrong. Yeah, I was really confused. All of the, the misslip of my giant fingers. I just looked at you, and you looked at me, and we looked at our coffees and went, yeah, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only had but a sip. Yeah. We had to drink more. Hey, packed show today. Um, auto show's back. There's there's so much stuff in the show. We're gonna need oil to get more in. Yeah, um, we have to, we had to stitch a, an an extra layer of protection around the show just to stop it busting out of the seams. There's so much, Nick. That's saying a lot too. Yeah. Uh, today's show, we're gonna talk about um, some vehicles that were unveiled at the LA International Auto Show, including the Bronco, uh, because not that the Bronco was revealed because it's not, but uh, there are, there is new portions to the Bronco uh, that were revealed at the LA show. Um, m- the other half of our auto expert Mike Cadell's here to talk about the new Fisker Ocean uh, that was revealed at the LA Auto Show. What is that? The Fisker Ocean is that a boat? Yeah, no. Stand it has by. ocean in it. I know, but stand by, you're going to learn about this car. It's I put a deposit on it too. It's misleading. It is misleading. Well, maybe, maybe not. Questions for Mike. Questions for Mike. Uh, The CEO, that is the chief executive officer, like the big cheese, the guy who sits, he has a corner office. You didn't know what it meant? I just thought it was a a rich person acronym for has a lot of money more than you. Yeah, but it it is too. The CEO of uh, Weijo, which is a technology company where the cars can talk to them and tell them what they're doing. They know <laughs> what? what your car is doing. He's going to tell us a little bit about uh, what the technology does in their cars. He's joining us. Cars are talking to each other. I don't want to know what my yeah. car says about me. <laughs> it doesn't report on you per se. Oh, okay. But they tell each other what's going on the road. Like, hey, be careful ahead because things are going bad and avoid it. Oh, no. And my so- car would not be helpful. It would just be talking <laughs> stuff. About you? Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, and other drivers. It would have an attitude. Oh, for all right. Sure. Uh, I saw the new Toyota BZ4X unveiled in San Diego, which is their new electric car. And Toyota have some things to say about the future. I'm, well, I'm going to tell you all about what they have to say. Pipe down, they, Toyota. No, they have a lot to say. I'm just saying. Um, you have a lot to say, too. I always, I always have a lot to say. I'm a hot balloon of air. <laughs> 
but it's not just hot air. It's truthful insights into vehicles. We rode in today in the uh, Ford F-150 hybrid, the XLT Power Boost, which backed out the driveway so quietly we didn't disturb anybody this morning. Yeah, and you ran over a rock. All right. <laughs> Expose. Yeah. Can I do nothing? Yeah, I'm just going to start it, talking about what you do in the morning. It was uh, that we we needed four more hours for that. <laughs> I felt like the clocks went forward four hours. It was just it was just a little mini rock forward. Yeah, it was an acceptable level of running yeah, over. Yeah, nothing that, that car couldn't handle. Uh, Perry Stern going to join us to talk about what's hot and what's not at the LA Auto Show, and I have some uh, interesting news. Uh, to just give you a foresight of some things that are going on, uh, when we talk about cars, uh, brand scoring, the average score of um, automakers to see how their vehicles uh, do, um, Consumer Reports has come up with a list of the most reliable brands. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to go through these brands. And interestingly enough, the most popular brands... The bottom of the list. Really? Yeah. Is that better be out of a hundred, not of a thousand? It is out of a hundred. Okay. Because I was going to say, the, you look at the scores. They all need a talking to. Yeah. That's out of a thousand. Look how many Americans are on the top of the list. Hmm. Very few. Hmm. Well done, Japan. That's all I can say. Hmm. Yeah. Interestingly enough. I do like sushi. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know what's interesting too? Oh, I Tell just me. noticed something here. Well, I. Who's who's at the bottom? Look who's at the bottom. Oh my gosh, that's a titan! And look, and look who's at num uh, one place from the bottom. That, that we can we can say that Tesla are one place from the bottom. I can't. They are the second worst reliability of any brand in the United States. Tesla. Tesla backwards almost is salty. Which Al-set. they will be set. Alset. That's salty in. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas needs. Sorry, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like 12 radio stations in Arkansas. <laughs> so they, listen to us. They understood. They understood. I'll set. I'm going to yeah. that all set for Can I have some all set on this, please? Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of stuff going on today on the show. Well, we that's, not, that's only like a, a third of the show according to the schedule. That's a lot. We have got a lot. I'd also like to add in something, by the way. Can I add something in? You, you're you the CEO of the show. I am. You can do it. What does CEO stand for? Uh, Chief Executive of Money. Officer. Officer. Thank you. Ossifer. Ossifer. Uh, you know, it's your business, and you need to save every single, you know, you need, you need to see every single hire when it's your business. But you really don't want to go through every single resume, and, you know, you need indeed all in one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place so with smart tools like uh, indeed the instant match uh, tool you instantly get a list of qualified candidates whose resumes on indeed fit your job description the minute you sponsor a job Uh, spend less time sifting through resumes and more time saying you're hired visit indeed.com slash credit and that's where you get your jobs too right that's where i met my wife on Indeed.com. Mm-hmm. No, it, I like I, I currently use Indeed uh, because I don't have enough on my plate. But <laughs> what they 
the thing, the feature that I like is that when you find a job, they just make it easy because there's a button that you can hit that says, do you want us to send you more jobs like this? Well, yes, I would indeed. So it makes makes life easier on you, Mr. Unemployed. You know what uh, I like about L.A.? The it's the only place in the country small- I can wear white pants in November. Ooh. Because it's come? warm enough everywhere else. is too cold and there's rain and stuff. No, there's no rain in L.A. No. No, you can't wear white pants where there's rain. You, I saw the exclusive behind-the-scenes pictures of Nick wearing all white, and I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, you're always handsome, but right. this was this was exceptional. I mean, this is like let's get a fo- for photo. Hang here. a second. Hang a second. Pay- I want to payroll. Yeah, give Andy a raise. Thanks. Yeah, Sorry, I just it, it looks it looks stunning. Like all white. I'm mm, not Have a fan of. You ever worn all right? Oh, no, because I'm not. I'm not willing to set myself up for those type of jokes. <laughs> so, what um, kind of jokes would you get if you were all white? Uh, have they cast you in Ghostbuster Three? <laughs> uh, have they? Uh, are you holding signs up for? Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's too many. I'm ready to fire back, but I just someone of my stature should not be wearing. I've never been anything. skinny enough to wear all white. And I did when I did uh, I did TV for Fox Sports at the LA Auto Show. Oh, no, you I showed are. all those cars off. I was dressed all in white. And my co-hosts um, on Fox Sports were like, really? But you know what I didn't do? I didn't wear makeup. And I was the only member of the crew that didn't wear makeup. And I can get away with doing that because, um, first of all, I was wearing all white, so my skin looked okay if i was wearing darker colors i'd have looked like the white pasty boy that i am from england mm. but i i got away with it um but if you wear all white and makeup and you get it on the collar you can see it like nobody's business yeah that's true but i wore all white and didn't wear makeup because i'm a vegan and my skin actually is okay i think the carnivores amongst us they all you know they got blotchy skin so they can't they couldn't get away with it they had to wear makeup shiny <laughs> greasy blotchy skin not me you can feel your eyes going up and down at me, looking at me while yeah. you're saying that. Yeah, I can. Because mm-hmm. you're. A, I'll take my grease. You don't eat that much meat because no. you live in the same household as me. Neither you, m- me, or my spouse. My spouse or I eat meat. I do when I'm in a social situation. Oh, peer pressure. Yeah. Is it, did I just hear I eat meat because people around me eat meat? Well, if there isn't Weak. a good, yeah, I Weak. know. I know. Week. If if everyone at the table is having a filet mignon, then you'll do it because other people do. I'll have a filet. Mignon. Oh, you're so but weak. If they have, if it's a good place though, then I'll have something. Lemming. If other people jump off the cliff, I'll do it too. No. <laughs> no. No, because everyone else is buying this kind of car, so I do it too. That's absolutely. See how I brought not. it back to cars? Yeah. Yeah, because no, I'm a skillful radio disc jockey. You are a skillful radio disc jockey. Car jockey. I'm a car jockey. But you did look good in the all-white I did, mm-hmm. on the television, no, talking about look. cars, mm-hmm. talking about the Fisker Ocean. No, you did. You did. You looked really you good. You know, the Fisker, Ocean, the Fisker Ocean has a screen called the Revolve, and the screen is um, it's in portrait mode, and then you hit a button, and it goes into landscape mode so you can watch movies in the car. I don't want to say that you're lying, but I haven't seen this car yet. Well, you better get on the interwebs, my friend, because it's all over the interwebs. It's like a national sensation. I feel like we're starting to fib. 
Stand by. We're going to talk uh, Bronco coming up on our Auto Expert. That's right. We have so much in this show, you probably want to get a seatbelt on right now. Coming up on our Auto Expert. You're listening to our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. See the pictures of Andy riding his Our Auto Expert uh, tricycle. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily, ourautoexpert.com. All right, so the LA Auto Show just uh, went off without a hitch. We just saw all of the stuff on Fox Sports and uh, TV stations around the country. Uh, you may have seen me on your local TV station introducing a whole bunch of really cool vehicles. One of the, the top coolest vehicles that was uh, shown at the show was the brand new uh, Bronco, uh, which, of course, we... Is nothing new. It's been around for a while. But Bronco fans uh, were there for a treat. The all-new Bronco Sasquatch with a seven-speed manual transmission and made its first uh, public auto show debut in Los Angeles when the Bronco was first revealed. Uh, thousands of fans and, and enthusiasts uh, had asked for a high-performance off-road Sasquatch package um, with a manual transmission and to talk a little bit about uh, what people got to see at the 2021 LA International Auto Show is Esteban Plaza Jennings joining us uh, for that uh, vehicle which debuted at the LA show. So Esteban, first of all, uh, the frenzy for Bronco does not seem to have died down at all, has it? No, and um, we've been trying to uh, bring some new stuff for customers to uh, to purchase in the 22 model year. So we're trying to uh, answer what uh, everyone's been asking us to bring to market. Right. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this. It, it's, it gets this new sort of package that people have been asking for. Yeah, so for the 21 model year when we reintroduced Bronco, we um, had the Sasquatch package, which is our... 35 inch tire package and it has some other good off-road goodies like uh front and rear locking differentials and our upgraded Haas suspension system uh, but what we heard from customers was can we please get it with the manual because originally we only launched it in 21 with our automatic 10-speed automatic transmission so we went back to engineering and figured out what it would take and we're uh we're happy to announce that it's going to be available in the 22 model year with the seven-speed manual so what do you think the update's going to be? You know, people ask for these things, and they will say, oh, we want a manual, we want a manual, but they've got to buy it too, right? Yeah, well, we've actually seen a um, pretty strong take rate for the manual in the 21 model year. Um, so it's been very healthy demand, and that made it um, certainly easier to justify adding it for the Sasquatch package. Now, obviously, Bronco has been crazy. The sales uh, have been crazy, and it's been one of those new vehicles that you've introduced over the last, I would say, 24 months that um, have been just hits out the park for Ford. Uh, if I order a Bronco today with a Sasquatch package and the manual, I'm going to have to wait three years to get it? Uh, I don't think three years, but it would certainly be, you know, the demand for the Sasquatch has also been extremely overwhelming um and so that is a very sought after sort of configuration so it would definitely be 
a decent weight if you want to order a Sasquatch now. Now the the Bronco itself, um, are we do we know how many have been ordered already? Because uh, with the Maverick, with the Lightning, um, with the Bronco Sport, I mean the, these last four vehicles that you guys came out with. I mean, and Bronco of course comes in multiple configurations: two doors, four doors, two different engine types, uh, two different transmission types. That these vehicles, I mean, there's so many different forms of these vehicles and then you start looking at things like uh, you know other vehicles that you have been amazing for you guys like the power boost in the f-150 and those type of things you you just don't seem to be able to make any mistakes yeah i mean we we listened to customers quite a bit um when we were redesigning the bronco and you know one of the things that we heard time and time again from customers is that they don't want a cookie cutter vehicle their vehicle is very much tailored to their individual interests and pursuits. So we needed to provide that optionality for customers to really make a Bronco their own. And that customization is, is core to what Bronco is. And we've engineered a lot of modularity into the vehicle and optionality in the vehicle for that very reason. It also seems like everybody's just stuck on having their vehicle exactly how they want it. This must be one of the most uh, sought-after vehicles that people want to personalize as well. I mean, I, I have my neighbor across the road, he he's ordered a Bronco, and I had a tester model, and I was just like, hey, just come and check it out, and you know, if you and what we can go for a ride, and this sort of thing is, oh no, no, I want, I want a very specific kind of Bronco. He's like, I don't want, I, I'm, I need a manual, and I need this, and I need, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, he's like, no, I, 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 mine has to be this and this and this, and people want their Bronco the way they want it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things we heard in research was that. Um, customers for these types of vehicles think of these vehicles as sort of Legos, um, adult Legos, where they can really just easily swap out bits and pieces um, to, to create a vehicle that is, is bespoke to them. Yeah, and, it, and it, their popularity increases. So this is just really the beginning for Bronco because I know you've, the, you're coming up with racing versions. I mean, we're, we're not ending, are we? We're, we're going to keep going. There's going to be more and more and more and more versions of the Bronco coming. Yeah, we've announced two special editions for the 22 model year. We have uh, the Raptor coming and also Everglades. So Everglades is going to have a, a winch and a snorkel from, from the factory and then I think everyone's familiar with our F-150 Raptor, but the the Bronco Raptor will be our take on that sort of vehicle. And, and will we have it in time for the 2022 model year, or uh, if we order it, will we have to wait till 23? Yeah, so ordering for those special editions has not opened up yet. They're going to be they launch kind of in the middle of the model year, and so we'll have more details on that um, shortly for how customers can order those. What about an electric or a hybrid? You know, we're really focused on our, uh, like the powertrains you mentioned, we're really focused on that 2.3 liter. And I am teasing you. I'm teasing you. I know you can't talk about future product. I was just, I'm just backing you into a corner, Esteban. I know, I know. I'm just making things hard for you. Um, it, listen, you guys, I, I you're just doing such a great job. If you want to uh, order a Bronco, I'm telling you, do it right now because the longer you leave it, the longer you're going to have to wait. New Sasquatch with a manual package. Uh, check it out at the Ford website. We have more Our Auto Expert on the way. Stand by.
You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our auto expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Just ask us a car question and direct messages at our auto expert. Andy has been taking questions right now about the best cars to kiss your first date in. He's been testing all cars and we'll have the results shortly. Our auto expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, Automatic Andy in the studio with us right now. I'm Nick Miles and on the phone joining us Mike Cadell. He is the other half of our auto expert and he was with me at the uh, LA International Auto Show. Uh, Mike, Andy has a very important question for you. Hi Mike. Hit me, hit me, hit me! What you got? Hi, Mike. It's 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 me, Andy. Um, it's nice to see you. Uh, so I'm confused about this car that we're about to talk about. Is it, is it, is it a boat? And is it measured in nautical miles? It is. The Fisker. I told you, Nick. It is a boat. I knew you were lying. <laughs> it's all electrified. It's the first ever electrified see, boat. Nick was lying. I knew you'd tell me the truth, Mike. He I that, always give he, it to you straight. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know I've decided today that there are two things that I would like. Yes. One is you have Truck Girl Jen and Automotive Andy, and I'm just Mike. That's one. I need a nickname. Two, I want official music when I come on, you know, like the movie Major League. Like, I want to be like Rick Vaughn. I want music when I come on. It's like, there's that guy. Andy, can yeah. you th- can you sing a theme song for, for Mike? Yeah. See, there it is. You're going to do it every time he comes on. Oh, I'm doing that. Absolutely. You've just earned yourself a custom intro song oh, every no. time. That's I, it. I love oh, no. it. I love it. You guys want to talk cars? Yes. Is the Fisker Ocean a boat? Well, I thought we were talking no. boat. <laughs> no. No, man. It is. So the Fisker Ocean, you guys, it sounds like you've been talking about it already. Can we talk about a cool, kind of unexpected debut in L.A.? You know, a couple different car companies launching vehicles. You know, Nick, you and I had a chance to spend so much time, you know, on the auto show floor for a couple days looking at, you know, the newest, latest, and greatest. And between Fisker and VinFast, you know, we're seeing this change in the industry. And I'll tell you, man, that Fisker Ocean, I I wasn't sure, like, oh, you know, maybe I'll put some money down on this. And then I'm like, after the show, I was like, man, 250 bucks gets me on the list for uh, potentially the first edition model. I think they're doing cool stuff. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. 350 miles on a single charge, uh, 550 horsepower, 0 to 16.3.6. I mean, that's worth $250 right there. Yeah, Nine. this car is really cool and definitely not a boat. This is really, vegan really interior, cool. Vegan interior, they use recycled products on the inside. So the floor mats are made out of used fish nets. The plastics are from recycled uh recycled water bottles and they collect a lot of the recycled material actually from the ocean so that's part and parcel to the name as well that they've got this sustainability message and this environmental impact with this automotive brand so and of course it's legendary you know designer henrik fisker yeah um and we can expect to see it next year sometime i to be honest, it's going to be the beginning of 2023. Uh, they had announced that on Wednesday during their press conference, exactly one year from that press conference, is when they would see the first Fisker Oceans go into production. So this is a production intent vehicle, and you'll see it at the beginning of 2023. But in the product pipeline cycle, they're actually ahead of the game. Cool. So it's usually two to three years, and you'll see it in 2023. I like it. I'm ready. I put my money down. Let's see how it goes. 
Um, what else? Did I, like, we, I like that. What else did uh, did get you tickled and excited at the LA Auto Show? You know, I there were a handful of vehicles. You know, being a truck guy, it was it was nice to see that not only did Toyota launch the all new Tundra here a few months back, but now their news is around going hybrid with that Tundra, and it'll have more power than any Tundra to date. So that that's pretty cool. Um, I was over in the Ford booth and. You know, it's still hard for me to walk into the floor booth and not immediately go to the Raptor. Um, so I was over the floor booth and checking out the Raptor. They had this Eliminator, Jay Leno's uh, 1967 F100 that's all electric, and they've used the Mustang Mach-E motor in that vehicle. And then, of course, the Maverick and Bronco. So Ford, you know, really showing off a host of cool things. But the coolest is the fact that you could actually test drive the Mustang Mach-E which is all electric, and the, the lightning inside the convention center. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be able to see electric cars driving around inside places because there's no emissions. Exactly. And that's, you know, and there's still, the verdict is still out on electric. You know, it's been a great week. I think you and I, from a television standpoint, talked more electric than we ever have in the lineup. The Subaru Solterra, the BZ4X from Toyota, the Nissan Aria. I mean, it's just the, the, the list goes on and on and on for electric vehicles. You know, it's ultimately going to come down to our, our consumers ready to buy them. And, you know, honestly, the verdict is still out. You know, do you want electrification in your driveway? I think it's first round will be secondary cars. And um, for those who are closer to airports and maybe to work first cars. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I bought my first electric car, my first full plug-in car this year, um, and I'm amazed by it. Um, so far, yeah. so good. Let's see how I feel this time next year. Um, but you also, uh, you didn't ride around L.A. in an electric car. You rode around L.A. in a swagger wagon. I was in the ultimate upscale luxury swagger wagon, and it was, you know, gosh, it's, this is the dichotomy, right? This is the catch-22, the, the hard position that we are in. I was in a 2022 Infiniti QX80. I mean, you wanted to – Andy, you want to talk about boats. Yeah. I mean, this thing's a land – this is a land yacht, right? It's a it's an $80,000, 5.6-liter, 400-horsepower V8, you know, full-size, three-row, Bose speaker system, lane departure warning, amazing – luxurious quilted seats, you know, three touch screens, uh, amazing vehicle. Oh, and man. I really, I want, you know, for Infinity, and obviously it's, it's the Nissan brand, right? So Nissan Infinity tied together. I think they're hitting it out of the park with that QX80. It's awesome. It is. I mean, you just get in and you're like, man, I am in a tank. And it feels good. Yeah, I feel like we so would look fun. really cool in that together too. I bet we'd like that'd be we, some good picture moments. It would be great picture moments. <laughs> and I went to a soiree, if you will, up in the Hollywood Hills on Tuesday night. And they had, you know, it was a, a, a private event in a pretty nice house. And you know, I felt I felt good pulling up in the Infinity. I never felt I never felt like, hey, uh, I shouldn't be here in this vehicle. They're doing great things. By the way, Nissan has launched more new refreshed vehicles in this this last year than any other automaker. Ten plus, so everything has received a facelift. I had. Uh, it's interesting that I drove the bottom of the line when it comes to performance the B, the 2022 BMW 230i which is 
the lowest entry point you can do in the two series, but it's the brand new one. And I had so much fun in that car. And I said to the guys from BMW, I said, this isn't even the M240, which is the top performance. And they said, you're in LA. And I can tell you in LA, driving a slow car fast is a lot more fun than driving a fast car slow. <laughs> and you have to remember that in LA where there's traffic everywhere. And I said, oh, I did. When I drove that car, I had so much fun. I was getting up to like 85 on the freeway and going, whoa, this hmm. is a lot of fun. Whereas if you're driving something that goes 200 miles an hour and you have to stay down in the 40s a lot of time, it's really boring. But when you drive something that's okay in the 40s, but when you get up to 90 miles an hour, you're like, whoa, this is crazy. So I had a yeah, good time. I'll tell you what's, and I spent some time with you in that car as well. And I, you know what's really cool? And it, it, maybe it's, I need, I need better glasses. But when I look at a car, and it, whether it's a two, a three series, a five series, a foot, it doesn't matter. I, I can't differentiate the length anymore. I feel like all of their vehicles are having, you know, relatively close wheelbase and length, which is kind of cool. Like, I just, that car that you were in, I was like, man, the new front grille, they got a lot of slack for it. And I looked at it, I'm like, man, this thing is gorgeous. What a beautiful, beautiful car. It's funny. I think when you spend a lot of time with them, you recognize them instantly. When you don't see one for a while, it's hard to tell. Is it a three or five? But when I see a two or three or a five, I know them instantaneously because I spend a lot of time with them and I know the little nuances between it. It's just the back Sounds end. like I need to spend more time with them. Absolutely you do. Yeah. Absolutely yes, you do. Um, you'll yes, have to come sir. and drive my new X4M. That's uh, that's the one to drive. That's the one to drive. Uh, what do you think, if you take one thing away from the L.A. show, Mike, is there one car on the floor that you would buy? I'll give you two different things. First, let me just, I'd love to share about the show in general. It was exciting to be on an auto show floor. First big auto show, you know, coming hopefully what we, we envision to be out of COVID. Uh, it was nice to see people on the floor. Uh, they just showed it a great job allowing people in, mitigating this, the safety concerns, and allowing us to get back to work. And, it, you know, there were a lot of hugs. Um, and I know we're supposed to maintain some distances, but, man, I think people were just like, I need to hug it out. I haven't seen you in a while. And it was great to see automakers that were there. Shame on some of those automakers that weren't there because this is what drives our industry. So that's one. I think the second is um, – that and you, you asked which one kind of tickled my fancy – first, uh, which one would I buy? So, you know, there's no doubt I do like the Fisker Ocean. We spent a lot of time learning about that. I was at the debut out in Manhattan Beach. Uh, I could see myself in one of those. It's very creative, different, and cool. I think outside of that, um, I was really surprised with Infast. I don't know enough about them to say whether I buy a vehicle, but I was excited to see uh, a, a Vietnamese company there, uh, the largest uh, automaker in Vietnam, and yeah. they're building a manufacturing facility here. I mean, how cool is that? And I, yeah. I heard a little bit that the underpinnings are from a BMW. Maybe you can validate that for me. Yeah, I, I think heard they, that. They started as B, uh, they started working with BMW. So let's see. Uh, we'll find out when they bring yeah. them. Pinin um, Farina Design. Yeah. yeah. Pinin Farina. That they're known for yeah. 50 years of making Ferraris. Ferraris. Yeah. All right, Mike Cadell, you can watch his stuff at Our Auto Expert. More to come. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
Over 17,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more have streamed us. Our Auto Expert. Join the happy listeners via iHeart, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. Some people find deleted podcasts. You can also find one, or maybe not find the one where Andy changes some Poor, poor, poor person's oil. It's pretty horrifying at Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. No one told you in the driver's manual to not put oil on the engine like salad dressing. <laughs> no one says that. why Andy doesn't work on someone's car. Not a single person at the DMV <laughs> in my life. In the manual, wait. On it, I'm pretty sure it does say that in the manual. Don't put it on there, no. like salad dressing. I'm pretty sure it tells you how to change the oil properly. There's no. It doesn't. There's no. Pictures. Have you ever worked on a car? No, I try not to. No, I just... had a friend tell me. So I know there's something about the oil. Have you done? Have you ever done anything on a car like yes. fixing? It? Like what? Yes. Like what? Uh. I know there's a line that you want the oil to no, be No, no, not that yeah, I know. I, I, I did the, not I did that, the oil. Blah, 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 blah. Not that I know. Have you ever actually worked on a car? Yes. Like, no, you've ever actually manually done something ever on a car? Yes. Like what? Change the oil. You've never changed the oil I on had help. No, you didn't. No, I can prove did it. You, I you may have, have hold, held the bottle for someone as they poured oil in your in And your the flashlight. You held the flashlight in the bottle. And I learned, and I dipped the stick. And wiped it off. That's how I know about the line. That's the, that's all you did. How would I know about that? No, that that's all you. Yeah, you just watched someone. So, all right, that's all you've done on a car. Uh, and maintenance wise, yeah. Yeah. So you 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 held the flashlight while someone changed your oil. Oh no no! Wait, I put no. I've put air in the tire to get to Les Schwab <laughs> to have someone else change your tire. Yep. Oh, you're a sad individual. Uh, all right, so you know cars can talk to each other nowadays. I was interested about this. And cars can talk to each other. They can talk to the cloud. And there's a company that uh, helps facilitate that. It's uh, it's luckily that, that they do because they are changing the world. Weijo is a company that does it. Uh, joining us on the phone all the way from uh, the land where I was created, uh, the United Kingdom, is uh, Richard Barlow. He's the CEO of Weijo. So, Richard, thank you. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about uh, Weijo and what you guys do because I am fascinated but probably a little out of my league to understand exactly what you do because it is a higher level of thinking. <laughs> well, hey, great night. nice to meet you both. Well, the vast majority of new vehicles sold every year now in the US, uh, also in Asia and Europe, have embedded connectivity. And we're, we're the market leader, we, and we prov- we've developed a platform that works with um, most manufacturers such as General Motors, Ford, FCA, Honda, Hyundai, and others, where we take live data from, from the car, if the consumer gives permission, and we provide great insights back, and we're helping cities become safer. Uh, we're helping we're helping one motor manufacturer develop frictionless payments. You can pay for parking and tolling and fueling from your car. And we have 11.9 million vehicles live on platform, where we process 450,000 data points every second. Whoa. Whoa. So, so I would, how would that work? Would I just drive into a fuel station, fill up, and it would know, and I would drive away? Yes. Yeah, Stop. you literally drive to, drive, drive to the fuel station. You can drive in, or you can drive into, uh, into a toll booth, or you can drive into a parking lot, and the car would friction, frictionlessly pay for that. 
I'm thinking about Starbucks. I'm thinking about yeah. drive-throughs. That thinking- might get dangerous though, because what if I drive through, you know, like a uh, uh, or drive by like a, a Starbucks and then a McDonald's and then a Jack <laughs> yeah. in the Box? Yeah, you could. And then could, this is endless. Yeah, the magic right. that you could create that, 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 is that, that endless. That's what like my first date, my wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they they could invent drive-through grocery store, yeah, I mean, oh, geez, it's endless. Man. So, what sort of scale are we talking about? I mean, how how many cars? How much data? You know, how many OEMs? How is every car going to be able to do this? I mean, obviously the older cars don't, but how many? How yeah, how big? I mean, we've got we've got cars as back as um, from as back as 2015 on platform. Um, but we see uh, data from 7% of all vehicles in New York, um, 12% in, in Austin. And um, we've, you know, we're, we're working with 17 manufacturers and, and, and suppliers at the moment, and, and that's going up. Um, we process 17 billion data points a day. Uh, oh. We've collected 477 billion miles of data, so that's 20 times more than Tesla. So we've a huge amount of data, and we're helping most manufacturers develop much better experiences for drivers, such as, pay, such as payments, such as being able to identify an EV charging site and where, where they should be installed. So we're working with utilities companies on, on that project. So, so why is the the collection and analysis of this uh, of this vehicle data? Why are you doing it? Why is it important to us, the industry, the consumer? Well, cars cars and vehicles are fundamentally changing, and, and it's and it's really been led by Tesla. And what we're doing is we're, we're democratizing access to data for all motor manufacturers. So, any car company can start offering much better experiences in the car through mobile by by receiving data from the car, and we're, we're enabling that have to happen. Uh, I started WeJo seven years ago. We we got backed by GM three years ago, and now we're backed by Microsoft. And now we're backed by Palantir and and, and various other, other funders. And we we actually went public um, yesterday on Nasdaq, and we've we've become the market leaders who provide just incredible experiences for drivers globally. Now you've also you've announced this partnership with uh, Hella. Uh, going streaming online and uh, processing of this sort of vehicle repair uh, using this connected data. So explain to me how that's going to happen or how that's going to Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a really interesting one. We're, we're working with um, a number of insurers as well. In fact, one of our other backers is a, a huge insurer called Sompo in Japan. And what we're doing with Heller is we're identifying parts failures in vehicle in wow. real time. But beyond that, we're also identifying panel damage. So Imagine you're, you're involved in a collision on the road. Your car can inform, can inform what parts are faulty, what parts are, da- are damaged, what panels are damaged, exactly identify where the panel damage is. So before your car even gets to the body shop, the parts have been, have been ordered. And so fundamentally, your car or your vehicle will get repaired quicker because of this, because of this flow of data leave, leaving the car if, you, if the consumer gives permission to do that. Wow. Well, my head is spinning in all the things that you could possibly uh, find out, you could possibly do. I mean, we're all going to benefit from this in the long term, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, every new car now, pretty much every new car sold now has this embedded connectivity. So this is, you know, you will, you know, and and this is just sort of, this is another step towards autonomous driving in the future. And, you know, and you need a data platform to enable that to happen. And and we've become the market leader in doing that. And most motor manufacturers want to provide incredible experiences for drivers, and there's, and there's, there's, there's a new way they have to compete. It's now, now not just having incredible vehicles, but also incredible experiences inside the vehicle. And beyond that, with things like the, uh, the new infrastructure bill, actually there's loads of third parties who, need to, who, 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 want to, who want to take advantage and support the infrastructure bill. So they want to know what, you know, there's an $8 billion budget to install EV charging sites. 
we're, we're enabling utilities companies to do that to make sure that it's more convenient for you to, for you to charge your vehicle if it's, if it's an EV. Wow. I mean, and the things, as soon as autonomy becomes widespread, I mean, I could just see the vehicle going and getting itself repaired when you're uh, when you're not even using it too. You have blown our minds. I see a television piece in this too, Richard. Uh, we will talk again soon because you have opened the doors and of my imagination. You're listening to our auto expert, Richard Barlow, is the CEO of Wejo. My mind is about to explode. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, with Automatic Andy, who did wear a seatbelt as a child but has his own special helmet as well, which he still wears at night, not because he has to, because he sleeps better with it on. Is that true? Yeah, it makes me feel safe. It helps my, me not grind my teeth. All right. Um, we had this... Really? You wear it in your mouth? Yeah, you make sense of it. I, I'm trying to. I have a mouth to helmet. A mouth helmet? <laughs> I have a mouth helmet, and it is delicious. Um... One of the vehicles we saw revealed at the sort of LA International Auto Show, or it was re- revealed at San Diego, was the. Sorry, I put my ma- I put my hand in front of my mouth, and it was so. It's not it's not San Diego. It's San Diego. Um, is the BZ4X. BZ stands for Beyond Zero. 4X stands by four by four. Does that oh. make sense? Yeah, I thought they were talking about some guy's shirt size. <laughs> BZ. Is that, what does the BC stand for in a shirt size? BZ. It's too much. Leave. Busy. Yeah, way too busy. Busy size four. You, you need to be busier. Busy want. size four. Yeah. The busy size four. Mm-hmm. Um, so the BZ4X, it's about the same size as a RAV4. That makes sense? Oh, because there's a four in it? It's about the same size. Okay. Look at it. Yeah, I know. You're looking I, at it right now, right? I see it, yeah. It'll be at US it arrives at US dealers in mid 2022, so that's I guess July, June, July next year. Okay. So we're at no, carry the one. Eight months from now, um, does everyone agree? Carry the one. Yeah, eight yep, months from eight. now. Um, so it'll be about eight months from now. It'll be at dealers. Um, and manufactured manufacturer's estimated range of 250 miles on a single charge. That's for the XLE front-wheel drive version. The new all-wheel drive system packaged in a sleek SUV design. Now, to tell you, it was developed with Subaru. So Subaru have the identical vehicle. Got your interest now, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Subaru have the identically same vehicle. If you go and look at the Subaru Solterra, oh. looks exactly the same. Go look at pictures of that. I, so when are they just going to make one car? Because but, everyone's in bed with each other. It's all like a polyamorous relationship. Yes, polyamorous. That too. Yes, a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Um, so Subaru make the exact same car. It's just shaped slightly differently. Subaru's is called the Solterra. Theirs is all-wheel drive only, and theirs does 220 miles. That's why I know the all-wheel drive version of, of Toyota's will do 220 miles. Mm. See, how I, see, how I, see how I throw down here? Uh, you're I'm, showing your I'm pretty off. clever. Yeah. 
See how I'm clever? I get it. Yeah. You're showing your expert. <laughs> that's why I'm an auto expert. Um, so it's that's it'll, it's it'll be about 220 miles. Spacious, techy interior with abundant legroom. Agreed. Every electric car has abundant legroom. So the F-Pace from Jaguar, although it's the, the F-Pace, the I-Pace from Jaguar, although it's the same size as the F-Pace, their smaller SUV, their mid-size SUV, it has the same interior room as their large sedan because there's no engine. I have, yeah, I was going to have a question about that. Yeah, go. Is it because, so it's kind of dumb, but I think you know me well enough. I think you can follow. Yeah. But so is it because there's less stuff in the car? Yeah, because the engine takes up so much space, they can make the cabin so much bigger. Toyota versus Subaru. Yeah, engine. What do you mean engine? So, there, There's one that's well, fuel Subaru's all-wheel drive. Toyota have a front-wheel drive and an all-wheel drive. So Subaru only have an all-wheel drive. So Toyota's front-wheel drive will do 250 miles. They haven't given the range for their all-wheel drive in Toyota, but Subaru have at 220. So I'm, I'm telling you that Toyotas will do 222. See how I did the math, right? And if you look at the official video, the flyover video of the unveiling, oh. the guy standing at the front right-hand corner of the covered-up version in the blue coat, Oh, that's I know. Me. I know that guy. That's me. Nick, you made it into the footage. I did. I'm in the official footage. Did, were you scared Insane. because there there looks like there's like 17 drones flying around? Yeah, there's actually only one. <laughs> there looks like there's a the lot. The others more. were stationary cameras. Oh. Uh, future global commitment towards carbon neutrality. So this is the carbon neutrality 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 commitment from Toyota. By 2030, 80 percent of their fleet will be electrified. So they'll have hybrids or plug-in hybrids or battery electrics. 80% of their fleet will be electrified by 2030. Mm. Mm. That, my friend, is only eight years away. That's a big commitment. Huge commitment. Actually, it's it's eight years and two months away. But that's a big commitment. That's huge. 10% will be BEVs, battery electric vehicles, only electric only electric. Yeah. So are you saying 20% is still going to need petrol? 20% will need gasoline only. Well, uh, actually 90% will. No, that's not necessarily true. But so, some will take a, a combination of both. I feel like in 2026, something's going to pop off and someone's going to revolutionize something and everything's going to be Every year free. somebody revolutionizes. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, that, that's coming. Everyone's giving these dates for carbon neutrality when they're going to produce zero carbon. But Toyota is going one step further. They're going to become carbon negative, which means that they're going to reduce the carbon, not just become carbon, you know, carbon zero carbon. They're going to become negative, which means that they're going to take carbon out of the atmosphere. We're going to be driving around big filters. Yeah. Whoa. They're going to filter, but not just that. In the production, in the waste there. So Subaru already have zero landfill out of their factories. They don't, Nothing goes into their landfill from their factories. Whoa. Toyota say they're going to be have a deficit of carbon, so they're going to actually take carbon out of the atmosphere to reduce it, which I think is great because 
you know, places like China and India are actually pumping out huge, and, and Russia, pumping out huge amounts of carbon and polluting the atmosphere. Don't do that. No. So I think that's quite honorable of them. No, that, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. I should well, know I'm, that. This is, we're breaking news right here on our auto expert. And so this is sort of the, f- the first beginning steps of that with this BZ4X. Uh, and you'll be able to buy this next year. So not necessarily the platform of the car because, you know, you can't you can't just uh, control, copy, and paste the look of it. But um, the the electric portion of it, the, the innards, is that going to be... Is that going to be replicated more so in future cars? Like, yeah. is, is this? Well, this is, is just this the, the beginning. I mean, we have some stats on the car. I mean, I can give you those. You'd be very bored, probably. But uh, you know, it has. Uh, we have what sort of size it is, the cabin length. We have all those type of things. We saw three different versions of it. They'll have different trim levels. We we'll, we know the battery size. We know you know, how far it'll go. We know that it'll charge up extremely quickly, and Subaru gave some numbers of that, You can, which was pretty incredible. You can get to an 80% charge from 10 to 80% in less than an hour on a level two. That's really good. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge now, so getting really, really fast charging out of these vehicles. Um, uh, you know, it's supposed to have um, off-road capabilities, so there is a lot happening um, with all of this stuff. One uh, of the, the things that I had always... I don't own an electric car that is plug-inable like a toaster. Um, but one of the things that I did think about in my decision-making process was, you know, like uh, rechargeable things. Usually the battery kind of starts to get bad and doesn't keep the, the charge and it, it loses its, its fire. Uh, but one of the things I was reading in here is that it's going to have the battery retention of up to 90% even 10 years into it, Yeah, which so is, that's, that's really good. That's the other big thing announcement that Toyota made, which is 10 years after you own the car, the battery will still be 90% efficient. And, you know, the, the naysayers of electric cars always say, well, yeah, what's the battery going to be like after 10 years? It won't work. Well, there's Prius running around now, pre-I, Priuses, mm-hmm. pre-I, Prius. Mm. There's Prius running around now that are 10 years old, and they still, you know, your friend Sergio works on Prius. Yeah, he does. And he takes Prius that are 10 years old and refurbishes them, and the battery is one of the things that quite often doesn't have any problems whatsoever. I mean, is, is that the... Do you know, though, off the top of your head, like not this specific one, but like are batteries like a few thousand dollars to replace? Is that no, they're they're expensive. Yeah, are they more (laughs) than that? Battery in an electric car could be up to 10 grand. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the problem then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one of the most expensive parts. But as we move forward in time, because it has cobalt in it and that's really expensive. So, um, you know, one of the things that BMW have done in their vehicles is they've removed magnets in their batteries. Um, they've they've not on their batteries in their engines. They've remo- removed a lot of the precious metals that are used in a lot of batteries and engines. So they're trying to develop those solid state batteries. Toyota are testing those on the road in Japan now. So these batteries, that's why they're always trying to involve, you know, develop and create batteries that are not as amazing, you know, not using s- new amazing technologies, but not using so many of the precious metals and using new technologies so they're cheaper, easier, quicker, hold a charge better, last longer. And as it's like anything else, they're always trying to develop better technology so they're more efficient, they charge quicker, hmm. um, they deliver power quicker, all of those things. 
I'm going to have to look into this cobalt thing. Maybe I can get a, a cobalt tooth instead of a gold tooth. Oh, That's you don't really... want any of that. It's poisonous. Oh, then I don't want that. No, we don't. Because you'd have head problems. Wow. More than you currently All do. Right, fine. All right. Uh, Andy's top uh, top five, top ten? Like seven. Top seven coming up if he doesn't have any head problems. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. We have stories about the time when Andy uh, and uh, his whole toy collection fell down the stairs, and they're still pulling toys out of Andy's ears. Uh, Our Auto Expert is uh, 24-7 at ourautoexpert.com, and Andy has been researching uh, the brand new Ford. F-150 hybrid XLT power boost extravaganza verbs verbs and verbs there's so many there's so many action words are there there's a lot going on did you have it did you use a thesaurus you always complain about uh, people on our staff using the thesaurus too much it's so much yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of swift sentences in this one okay uh, so you, you've had a chance to uh, play with this truck a little bit. Are you a truck guy? Because you hate trucks when they don't have the uh, the step out, step, step, dot com. I'm not getting in it if I don't, if the, when I open the door and it doesn't open for me, I'm not, I'm not getting in it. If it doesn't have the, uh, the automatic step. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, however, I made an exception for this one. It doesn't have the little go get them step, but it has a step nonetheless. So yeah, I'm the okay step doesn't it. come out automatically. Although sometimes I think any if a truck has too many electric moving parts, there's just more things that could go wrong. I see your case. Yeah. I see your case. All right. Um, so I'm glad that we finally have a good gas electric hybrid in a truck, finally. Yeah. We we finally figured it out before 2022, right before the <laughs> deadline. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's just get to it, Nick. Okay. It's Go. picnic ready. It's picnic ready. All so right. So Because that's my criteria in a truck. Picnic ready. Well, what if you're out with what if you're out with your partner mm-hmm. and you just say, you know what, partner? Let's have a picnic. Yeah. And you can fold everything do. down. Yep. Everything. Right. Everything goes flat. And you can just have your little seats, and yep. you can have your little, uh, you can have your little uh, shark board, the okay. shark charcuterie board, yeah, with your little meats and cheeses, and you yeah. can just have a nice little date, Nick. Yeah, everything goes goes down, even the gear shifty thing. Yeah, um, the shifty thing. <laughs> and then you know the thing that makes you go back and forth, <clears throat> and then so much like its flashy Jurassic Park cousin, the Raptor, it gets down the road just as quick. The Raptor goes 0 to 60 in 5.1 seconds, and this goes 0 to 60 in 5.3. Oh, just 0.2 of a second difference. But what you get in that sacrificial 0.2 of a second is you get a few thousand pounds more of towing and hauling capacity. So you give it a little bit of the cloud juice, a.k.a. electricity, and it turns it into Thor. Oh, so you get Thor... And just yeah, the sacrifice is 0.2 of a second. Take that, Raptor. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah. I'm bad at math, but it makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Many things make sense to you that doesn't make sense to the rest of the world. By a the way. whole bunch. It can go, Nick, over 600 miles uh-huh. or like three nautical miles before you need a recharge. <laughs> 
I think your math between nautical miles and regular miles is wrong, but okay. So, well, that's empirical. So okay. if you can basically move back home across state after you fail out of your art history major <laughs> to go home, you can get there quickly and cheaply. Okay. You can on get a single there tank, so mom and dad can pay for the next tank again. Right. I get it. I see your math. Because they're going to be mad that you done dropped out of art history. Mm -hmm. They're they're mad you're there in the first place. I got it. But if they're going to have to, you don't have to ask them for gas money. Right. To come um, home. Yeah. I, I see you. I see how your brain works. It's difficult sometimes, but I see. So and then Ford went ahead and said it's 2021. Have a little extra, and they threw the extra money at the tech, and they have a thing called. Blue Cruise, which is just way too convenient to Blue's Clues. Yes, Blue's Clues, so, blue, blue, blue Cruise. You've seen me demonstrate that in my uh, Mustang Mark E. Yeah. From I just need everyone listening at home, henceforth, know it'll from now on be Blue's Clues. <laughs> uh, so it, it allows you, it almost drives itself. And I don't know where you live, but Ford has implanted. Are you looking at me? Well, I know you know no. you live with me, right? Because you do know where I live because you live with me. Because GPS tells me. Okay. But I don't know where you live, but at home. But they Ford put little things in the road that talks to the Fords that has the blues clues in it. Oh. So yeah. you can have a certain little level of uh, autonomy. <laughs> on on autonomy. Autonomy. Just not a whole bunch, just a little bit. Like you yeah. can take your left hand off. Yeah. You could take both hands off the wheel. It has autonomy because they map the roads. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'll so translate for everybody. Here is the cherry on top. Nick. Yeah. Ready? It's the Pro Powerboard Mobile Generator System. <sighs> so, Nick, I even think this is impressive. Okay. So, you're going to get it anyway. You get two. So, you basically, you get two like of the plug-in things. and But the one that the hybrid has the 7.2 kilowatt version yeah you get four ports and then i know you the people at home can't see but is that the british plug-in is that the one that no. is is across the pond no that's that's for the high power tools okay it's a special plug-in for high power tools. so i did some quick math and this is the thing that you can power you so this is marketed as like a construction site thing yes, right that's but what it is i flipped it so we can power the house right yeah so with all four ports going at full blast we could power the house for 85 hours I can get four electric griddles plugged in into the back for 85 hours. I can get 20 Beyond Burgers on the grill times four. They need three minutes per side, six minutes total, which means I can make 800 patties every hour, which means I can make 68,000 Beyond Burgers in 85 hours. Who's going to eat them? I don't know, but <laughs> I can make a, that many Yeah, with the in the back of the truck, Nick. Yeah. I can do that. And I didn't even factor in the British port. That you can plug in and use. There's a fifth one. Yeah. Because I wasn't gonna sit there and do and convert. So stop calling people yeah. to come and eat them. Because I, I am I am not eating that many. I didn't want to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit, oh. so I just left that fifth port out. Yeah. So with the four that you can get, the American ones. Yeah. You can get sixty-eight thousand burgers. All right. We and, better we better call some people. And a full charge and a full tank of gas. How many times do we have to run to the store? Well, we you, you guys have in like a business Amazon account, so hopefully oh. they'll just come to us. I don't know if my credit card's got that much space for sixty eight thousand burgers. You know how many? That's like twenty five Amazon trucks full. Well, that that's their job to figure that part out. Oh. Sixty eight thousand. 
Yeah, I'm not that hungry. But thanks for doing the calculations, Andy. Yeah. Uh, That's the uh, Power Boost Extravaganza XLT from Ford. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our Auto Expert Radio Show. This is Nick Miles, Our Auto Expert. You can uh, find us at OurAutoExpert.com. We're here 24-7. You can watch our TV and listen to our podcast by scrolling down to the bottom of the page. Of course, Our Auto Expert is there 24-7 every single day. Just direct messages, OurAutoExpert.com, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. The LA Auto Show started last week and is continuing for the next uh, seven or so days you can go if you're in the LA area but who was there taking pictures and writing articles Perry Stern and he uh, contributes to ourautoexpert.com MSN and uh, auto next Perry what were the big stars of this year's show for you uh, obviously something electric because <laughs> Not much choice. Every, yeah. single, every single vehicle unveiled just about uh, was a new electric car of some sort. Uh, if there's any doubt that that's what our future holds, uh, I think that was uh, affirmed at the show this year. Right. Um, yeah, I think there was probably about a handful of cars that weren't electric, but most were electric. So sort of what, I guess, what tickled your fancy? What, what were the big stars of the show? Well, I think one of the ones that really stood out for me is the new Fisker Ocean, uh, which is Fisker is not a name that a lot of people are familiar with, but uh, Henrik Fisker has been a designer of some of the most beautiful cars you've seen on the road, you know, Aston Martins, BMWs, and he's now started his own company uh, building a fully electric, of course, uh, SUV, which is uh, designed to be as environmentally friendly as one could possibly be. In fact, the factory where it will be built in Austria is carbon neutral. Uh, all of the materials inside the car are completely recycled. Uh, it's a high-performance SUV that's going to start under forty grand. And that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty amazing with that. Uh, I think by the time, is it 37400 and uh, $99. So when you take off the federal Correct. tax credit, that she dips below uh, $30,000, which is great for the starting price. Um, and it it's less than a, oh, it's about a year or so away. I'll be arriving sometime in 2023, I think, uh, which is crazy. But there's quite a, there was quite a few car companies that we've sort of never really heard much about showing off their cars for the first time, right? Exactly. I mean, Fisker is one of them, obviously. Uh, but there was another company, for example, called Mullen. Uh, Mullen's a California-based company. They've shown concept cars here and there over the years. Uh, this year, they brought a vehicle that is ready for production. Uh, it's, you know, of course, another SUV, and it's electric. Uh, and uh, it's going to be, you know, very quick, 0 to 60, 3.2 seconds. Starting at $55,000, you can put a $100 deposit down now, and they're also uh, slated to begin production at uh, the towards the end of next year. Is there any uh, risk, actually, you think? Is there any risk with buying cars from companies we've never heard of? Uh, of course, there probably is, but 
uh, I think the bigger risk right now is will the car actually ever get produced? Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of these, you know, we've seen companies over the years, you know, they'll come out with cars that look like they're ready to go and then they lose funding or there's different changes in regulations, whatever, and we never see them again. Right, right. Uh, and so th- fingers crossed that, you know, some of these cars, car companies are able to make it. And there are obviously some amazing ideas coming out. Um, obviously, one of the car companies that's making big noise is is Lucid, who are sort of a new car company, but they're, they're sort of remains of what was left after some kind of split with Tesla. Right, right, and they've you know they have actually started production of vehicles. In fact, they just won, I believe, it was Motor Trend Car of the Year, which for your first car out is an impressive uh, achievement. And I have unfortunately not had a chance to drive the Lucid yet, but everybody I've spoken to that's gotten behind the wheel just raves about it that it is one of the best cars on the road. But it's also extremely expensive, isn't it? It is. Uh, I believe that, you know, if you get the the properly equipped one, you're talking $150,000. Uh, or thereabouts, but you know, I would imagine that they will have a less expensive offering. You know, if you remember when Tesla came out, Teslas were all very expensive, and now they've you know gr- grown their their offering to have something a little bit more affordable. Right. But there are a couple cars that were shown that probably will be more affordable, um, namely the Subaru Sol- Solterra and its twin, the Toyota strangely named car uh the, it is the BZ, the BZ4X BZ4X which right. just rolls off the tongue absolutely uh and you know we've talked a little bit about that today that that's super interesting uh everybody seems to have a lot of uh a lot of offerings uh interestingly the less expensive vehicles bar the Fisker Ocean don't seem to be getting much more than 250 miles on a single charge. And then the more, obviously, the battery is being the more expensive portions. The more expensive that you go up, the longer range they seem to have. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, even with, if you go back to the ocean, the base model is closer to a 250-mile range, where if you go to the top of the line, it has a completely different type of battery and a larger battery, so it has 350-plus miles of range. Uh, so I think you're going to see that the you know that's going to be the um, the the thing that can, that I guess uh, differentiates the vehicles. You know, the, if you're willing to pay, you can get a much larger range. But I think a lot of people will find that a 250 mile range is probably more than enough for most everyday driving. Right, and and even the vehicles that were introduced did have amazing gas mileage. I mean, the Nissan Rogue Turbo has a new range of uh, 33 miles a gallon, which for a big or mid, mid-size mid SUV is pretty incredible. 33 miles a gallon is what you'd expect to get from a subcompact car maybe 15 years ago. It is interesting. you know, As all these car companies are talking about getting rid of the internal combustion engine, the internal combustion engine has come so far that it runs very clean and very efficient. Uh, you know, a lot of these, when you add up, make it a hybrid, uh, you know, you're not paying for the the cost of the batteries to be able to go, you know, great distances, but suddenly you're into the 40 mile per gallon range for a midsize SUV, which is not a bad thing. 
Now, there was some interesting stuff that didn't happen at the show, but, uh, you know, there was no Honda. BMW had an off-site, um, and their off-site was super interesting. Um, they sort of unveiled some, uh, they had some interesting stuff off-site. They had a, a scooter, the CE04, which is this sort of entry-level uh, electric scooter that goes 80 miles on a single charge. Um, it's not just cars, really. There's there's some ideas of some stuff that's coming in the future. Mini buses, minivans, they're, they're urbanaut. Um, there's a lot of stuff sort of ready to come. If we thought we had enough electrics now, it looks like there's going to be a lot more in the next two or three years. Exactly, and it's and it you know there are clearly going to be a multiple different options. You know, you when you you have an electric powertrain, you know, if you have something lightweight enough, like a scooter or a little bus or something like that, you can you can get it a, a decent enough range and good enough performance that it makes sense for somebody who maybe doesn't really need a car all the time. Now, in certain states like Oregon, Washington, California, electric's pretty well embedded in urban areas. But there are some states that are so far behind, they're probably not going to be able to electrify in time in the next two or three years. Um, so so it really does depend where you live, right? Absolutely. And and I know there, there has to be a, a better infrastructure. You know, they've, there's so many car companies that have said they're going fully electric or at least electrified within the next 10, 15 years. Uh, but right now, electric cars amount to maybe 3% of total vehicles sold in America. And they're really, I mean, if you own a house, then you're probably fine. You can plug in your car overnight, which is the ideal way to have an electric car, so you never actually have to stop to fill up. You charge it overnight, and most vehicles, if you have a you know, proper setup at home, can charge overnight. But the problem is if you have, you know, live in an apartment building with, say, 100 other apartments, and you have two charging stations downstairs, that simply doesn't support uh everybody having an electric vehicle right and so obviously that's going to have to change um it's going to have to be as easy as you know parking on the side of the street at parking meter you know maybe every parking meter has a charger as well right i don't know but there's there has to be that's really the next step in order for electric cars to become as prevalent as as you would you would think they will be based on all the car companies switching over to electric. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously the cars are coming, but uh, local municipalities and governments and state governments have to sort of get their acting gear now. Exactly, exactly. And then you also run into, you know, where you have storm areas where, you know, power could be out for a week. That's why, that mean yeah. you, you just can't go anywhere then, which also seems problematic. Yeah, that's why you buy the Power Boost Ford F one fifty, so you can power your house when that goes out as well. Uh, did you exactly. put? Did you put deposits on anything this week? I didn't, uh, but you know, I would have loved to put one on the Porsche seven eighteen Cayman GT four RS. Of course you would, but I couldn't afford the deposit or the car. <laughs> uh, but I'm really hoping to get some seat time in that car. I've, I've driven the Cayman GT4 right. non-RS version, and right. it's one of my favorite cars all around. All so this would be more fun. All right. Your money, your choice. What car did you see at LA that you would actually buy? As much as I like the 718, I would stick with Porsche and go with the Taycan GTS. Mm. Uh, basically, full electric 
it's in the uh, uh, sport. Uh, basically, it's a it's a wagon. Okay. Um, would you still? But the question is, would you still be married after you bought it? Well, I wouldn't have a house, um, <laughs> so probably not. No. Terry Stern, <laughs> check him out at ourautoexpert.com. More to come. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 17,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream on Our Auto Expert. Just join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. Uh, and, of course, you can join the throngs of listeners listening to uh, Auto Andy as he uh, juggles the cars, uh, three in one hand and three in the other hand. The, uh, they're only matchbox cars, though. That's that's a that's a V twelve or oh, W six. Yeah. A V twelve matchbox car. What is that? What's a, a W twelve? Is two V sixes, isn't it? Yes. See, I'm reading. Yeah, you can add two. Your math skills are at least at a grade two level. I showed those today. <laughs> yeah, you did. Grade 12 math. Yep. Uh, grade 2 math. Here I go. Uh, I want you, last week's show, I talked about what were the likelihood of what would be on the final list of the North American car, truck, and SUV. I was remember wrong. that? Yeah, I was wrong, by the way. Was I right? Mm-hmm. I was almost nailed it 100%. I think I got one wrong. So these are the finalists. The North American car of the year, the three vehicles that made it, Honda Civic, which I said had a good chance. The Lucid Air, nailed it. And the Volkswagen Golf GTR, nailed it. GTI and the Type R, nailed it. I predicted that the G70, I said, also had a good chance. But I didn't think the Honda Civic was necessarily should have made it. It was kind of, you know, I thought the G70 had a better chance. But I did mention the Honda Civic, so got it right. I also got the trucks, absolutely nailed it. Ford Maverick, nailed it. Hyundai Santa Cruz, nailed it. Rivian RT1, nailed it. I told you they'd all make it to the list. I was absolutely 100% right. The utility vehicle of the name, Ford Bronco, nailed it. Genesis GV70, nailed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't come up with a third, but it was the Hyundai Ioniq 5, um, and I left that one wide open. But it it is a deserving vehicle. Yeah, but if you you go back to the tapes... Yeah. You did tapes? talk, yeah. You did, tapes, yeah. If you if nobody you look, has tapes, what are you, nineteen eighty four? Yeah. Tapes? If you look at the the replay footage, yeah. You did talk about the I not you didn't put it as the third of one of these, yeah, but did. you did bring it up. Yes, I did, but yeah. not as like this is my third yeah. choice. But you did bring it up. Yeah, I did. So just saying, I I know, um, I predict the winner of the North American car of the year will be the Golf GTI. I predict the winner, the truck of the year, will be the Maverick. I predict the winner of the North American utility vehicle of the year will be the Ford Bronco. Yeah. I'm not I'm not as confident, but I'm predicting those will be the winner. Yeah, I believe the Bronco is going to get that too. Uh, the Ionic is cool, and the Genesis is beautiful. The Genesis has a good chance of winning, but I think the Bronco is going to steal it. I think the Rivian and the Santa Cruz have a good chance, but I think the Maverick's going to steal it. And I think the Lucid Air has a good chance, but I think the Golf's going to win it. Just yeah, saying. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I get it. I, All right. I, I think you're right. Um, Consumer Reports has come up with a list of the most reliable automakers in the country. At number three, Toyota. Hmm. Not surprising. They are yeah, reliable, right. bulletproof. By the way, I had a friend of mine who sent me a note. I met this lady on an aircraft. She was flying to Frankfurt to celebrate her mother about two or three years ago. Her mother's uh, four years ago now because her mother's 104. Her mother's 100th birthday, and I helped her edit a video on the plane. She was doing it on an iPad, and I was the nice guy, being the TV anchor that I am. Um, I helped her edit it, and we've been friends ever since. She lives in Portland, um, Oregon, and I helped her edit it. Uh, she was asking me for recommendations uh, via Facebook of a car to buy, and she gave me a list. And uh, on that list, I recommended the Subaru Forester um, out of the vehicles she was looking at because I said they're bulletproof. And she goes, "Do you think I'll get shot at <laughs> if you live in Portland?" Maybe. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I said, "No, I mean bulletproof, like they won't break down." Anyway, <clears throat> oh, Toyota, <okay>. bulletproof. <laughs> But you won't get shot at. I'm not expecting because <laughs> you drive a Toyota to get shot at. Number two, Mazda. Most reliable. Zoom Isn't that zoom. incredible? Right. Mazda. Number one most reliable brand in the United States, according to Consumer Reports, is... <laughs> Drum roll, please, Andy. <laughs> Lexus. What? Says who? Yeah, it says Consumer Reports. Says who? I said it was a Consumer Reports list. Did you miss that whole part? But who's the consumer? Us? Yeah, Consumer Reports. Did we report this? It's a this? magazine. Consumer oh, air Reports. quotes. Okay. Yeah. Air quotes. I mean, no shade at Lexus. They're cool, but... They're part of Toyota. See, you see the what I mean? brand of Toyota. Why can't we just have you know one car called the car? They're all the same. <laughs> Do you know who's at the bottom of the list? Puget. Pu- Peugeot. <laughs> Puget. I knew it. Um, At the bottom of the list, Jeep. What? Yeah. Jeep? Yeah. They just had a stellar year, and they got they the Grand, Wagone- Grand Wagoneer Series 3. Yeah. With 17 screens in it. Next to them, going down, Tesla. Okay. Not surprised. No, that's fine. And at the very, very, very bottom of the list. Ooh, what did I just do? I hit something here. At the very bottom of the list, Lincoln. What? Yeah. Home of the town car? Yeah. No. Yep. Really? Yeah. Lincoln. Who? What, what consumers did they ask? Yeah, they didn't. Notice. This is all to do with complaints. Very bottom of the list, Lincoln. Oh, these are complaints? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Complaints well, about the reliability. Makes, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, interesting to see Mini is so high on the list. They did really well. Nissan, Acura, Subaru, Honda, Buick, Infiniti, Toyota, Mazda, Lexus, all on the top of the list. At the very bottom of the list, Kia, Volvo, Ram, GMC, Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen, Genesis, surprise, uh, Jeep, Tesla, and Lincoln. They're all at the bottom of the list. What, so interesting? What, how, what happened to Mercedes, the Titan Mercedes-Benz? What yeah. have people got to say about that? The, it's just the reliability dropped. You know, I'm surprised BMW is not in there. Yeah, they're in the middle somewhere. It's the scrub wheel. That's what does it. It's, it's the, the thing. It's in the called middle. the iDrive, and it is one of the most sought-after pieces of equipment. Will you? It's not the scrub wheel. Scrubs are what you wear to work, Andy. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> it's the iDrive, and it's one of the most sought-after things in BMW. People love it. But look so, how high Mini are on the list. Oh, because they're yeah, that's right. They're the same car. They're see what same, I mean? Same part of the same company. So I'm surprised to see Ram so low. Yeah. 
and Kia. Yeah. Kia just got a brand new logo. They better figure it out. Yeah, they do. They, I mean, they're the top of the lows, but they're still, look at that. Buick? Volkswagen okay. at the bottom. Surprise yeah. at that. How come two people in that are running for the best are in the bottom? Yeah, well, it's just, that's reliability. If you want to know more about your car, <laughs> just go to OurAutoExpert.com. I feel like I need to go there, too. You do. If you want to know more, or maybe less in Andy's case, go to OurAutoExpert.com. You can see all of our TV segments, what we did at the LA Auto Show. You can see some of the cars, some of the trucks, some of the SUVs. You can see our TV segments. We'll put our whole Fox Sports show up there at some point when we get around to it. Yeah. You'll see. You can hear all the podcasts. You can see our smiling faces. You can see Andy do cartwheels with engine oil between his legs. Yeah. There is so much more to see at the show. Uh, OurAutoExpert.com 24-7. We will see you on the next show because you are as handsome as possible, all of you. As beautiful as possible, whichever way. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at OurAutoExpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OurAutoExpert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 